Hey, this is Coffee with Craig and Kevin. Get ready to learn about Channel Partners Evolution. We're going to have some fun and take you along for a ride with us and get you ready for a great experience in Washington, D.C. All right, another edition of Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I'm Craig Galbraith, Executive Editor with Channel Partners, and he's Kevin Morris. Kevin, introduce yourself. Hey, Craig, and hello, everybody. Thank you for listening. I'm Kevin Morris, uh, the business development lead here at Channel Partners. You're not working too hard this week, are you? You know, Craig, I'm not. Um, I am actually on vacation this week, calling in uh, to sit here and talk to you. Um, I had to dial back my diet sodas, if you will, uh, last night so I could be on my game here today. So I only had about four of them, I'd say, roughly. <laughs> Just 14. Uh, so what are you doing on your vacation? The wife and I took the kids out to Ocean City, New Jersey. We met with her family, so I'm, I'm with the in-laws, which, which is always exciting, uh, as I'm sure Everyone listening with in-laws can relate, but uh, just having a lot of fun, uh, hitting the beach, uh, doing some basketball and tennis with, with the kids, uh, keeping them active, and a couple of boardwalk uh, trips and rides here and there. So all around a, a very, very good time and a lot of relax. Very nice. So, Craig, you know, I'm here on vacation. And I got to figure Mr. Galbraith has to have some quality vacation memories and, and stories that he might be willing to share with our audience. Uh, yeah, I could probably do that. I, I guess I think the, the biggest memory I have from when I was a kid is uh, going camping with the, the whole family. Now, I was an only kid, but we had a dog, and we went with the grandparents and the aunt and uncle and my two cousins, and they had a dog. And if you can picture this, the two cousins, the two dogs, Grandpa and I, were all riding in the back of a pickup with a canopy on top of it. And these trips would be about two hours long. I think we're really fortunate that nobody got murdered on one of those trips. Wow, Craig, that sounds like the most fun part of the vacation there. Um, you know, hanging out for dear life in the back there. Yeah, it was a little crazy. How about you when you were a, a wee youngster? Uh, well, I'll tell you, um, you know, circling back to a common theme on Coffee with Craig and Kevin, uh, there was one summer memory that was the discovery of my love and passion for what I like to call bacon. We were at Disney World. Uh, I was six years old, or maybe 26, but uh, we go to the character breakfast buffet where I get to meet with all the characters and all that and have a great time. Of course, my older brother was miserable because he was 18 at the time and you know, a little too old for that stuff, but I was loving life. So we go to this buffet, and I'm eating, talking to the characters, and then it's time to get up and grab our stuff. And they have the Mickey Mouse pancakes and the Minnie Mouse waffles with the strawberries and, and the Donald Duck omelet and the goofy hash browns. So I walk up there, and I go and get my plate, and I load it with food. I mean, I just fill it right up. And I come back to the table, and my dad goes, Kevin, what the heck is that? And I literally had a... Mount Rainier of bacon, and only bacon. That was it. I, I knew what I wanted, and I, and I went right for it. And I'll tell you, Mickey was trying to talk to me. I was like, get away from my bacon. Get out of here, Mickey. I, I was busy eating some bacon. I, I think they limited me to about two or three pieces in all actuality, and, and unfortunately the rest was sent back to the staff. But that was where I discovered my love for bacon. And, you know, I think it kind of ties in with the scene because I've, I've since evolved. I mean, now when I go to a breakfast buffet, everything on the breakfast line, 
better look out because I'll go for a little bit of everything. And I think that's what our partners can expect to see at Channel Partners Evolution in the Expo Hall. When, when they're walking around the hall, they're going to see a veritable smorgasbord of different digital technologies and different revenue opportunities that they're going to get to choose from. And, you know, maybe they have their own bacon there that they're going to go and they're, they're going to find something that, that, that's their niche, that, that's their wheelhouse and they can dominate it. Or maybe they're going to find a couple of different things that they can pick and choose from and, and really expand their business and, and help their customers expand theirs. You have a way of making me hungry on every one of these podcasts, I tell you. Yeah, when it comes to, to talking about things, I feel like tying it into food is the only way I know how. Hey, Craig, uh, in addition to talking about my unstoppable love for bacon virtually every podcast, we also uh, rolled out a new segment during the last show uh, called On the Road. And as I understand, uh, we had a channel partner, colleague of ours, on the road uh, in Toronto for Microsoft WPC. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, Kev, our senior editor, Lynn Haber, who just started with us a few weeks ago, we uh, threw her right out there on the road, not just because of this segment, but we actually uh, had a good reason to send her out there. But uh, yeah, she went to Microsoft WPC in Toronto, and you know, there were 16,000 Microsoft partners at that show. I think they filled that arena more than they do for uh, Toronto Raptors games. 16,000. Wow. And as a Knicks fan, I appreciate the Raptors humor there, Craig. Well done. Yeah, it was a sold-out event, and, and she came back with a, a lot of good information. Wow, it sounds like a great event, Craig. You know, we did have Microsoft at uh, Channel Partners this past spring. Uh, they sponsored the Cloud Computing Lab. Uh, they had a large booth presence on the show floor. They recently conducted a webinar that, that we had promoted, and, uh, you know, we're hoping to see them this fall at Evolution. A lot of stuff happening with Microsoft. Well, Craig, uh, I think we have our first caller in this week. We have Vince Bradley. CEO of WTG, Channel Partners Advisory Board member. WTG, the master agency, is a signature sponsor of Channel Partners and an exhibitor. You'll see him in the expo hall. And he's also a very brave and generous man for taking the time and risking his reputation to join us here uh, on our podcast this week. How you doing, Vince? Doing well, doing well. And the bravery is, uh, is something that I'm enjoying as I evolve into your show in a few weeks. Now, Kevin, you said Vince was brave and coming on the show, being our first guest from outside the Informa Channel Partners world here, but I don't think it compares at all to the bravery he showed when he jumped on that party bus with us in Vegas back in March, saw some of your dance moves uh, going down the strip. That was bravery. This, I don't know, not so much. It's so funny you mentioned that. Uh, that was so awesome being with, uh, you know, I was with the Microsoft rep, and we were just like, okay, we need to get over there. And we saw you guys jumping in, and we were like, hey, we know them. <laughs> just jumped in, and, and i got to say, that was one of the funnest rides we've had in a while. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, I'm just glad you're still working with us, Vince. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, I am as well, Vince, uh, after you saw my dance moves. Uh, apparently, thanks to Craig, though, some things leave Vegas now, and we, we put them on podcast. So <laughs> thanks, Craig, for, for bringing that up in, in front of an advisory board member and, and reminding him of that. Well, hey, Vince, <laughs> let's, let's get right down to it for you here. We wanted to know why WTG, as one of the leading master agencies in the business, feels that it's important to participate in Channel Partners Evolution, and what can our partner audience expect to see from uh, WTG and your team there while on site? Sure, we'll appreciate that. And, you know, from my perspective, Channel Partners Evolution is the place for channel distribution to meet. You know, it really has something for everyone. I would say it's the show to not miss. I think the name also is fantastic. I really like it. It just happens to follow with where cloud is taking all of us right now. And, in fact, it's in sync with what we're doing at WTG in our evolution. So, 
you guys may have seen the graphic about the learning campus out there we're launching at the show. And what I love about it is it's literally a caveman evolving, standing up, and then ending up hunched down once again, only this time in front of a laptop. So uh, we, we, we enjoyed that a lot, kind of connecting with that. And, you know, the industry is changing so fast, too, that I feel missing this show would leave you behind. I think that distribution needs to understand that there's so much happening today in the industry. There's so much change. So for that reason, uh, it's so important to be there. And, you know, again, formerly cloud partners, certainly more of a cloud disruptor game changing theme, you know, evolving into the newer theme is exciting. And I think, you know, from our perspective, coming away from this show, we always feel reconnected to all that's happening in the space, and we feel ready to tackle the fall business with a fresh perspective when we come back from it. So we're looking forward to that. Very excited to evolve along with our peers in a few weeks. So again, from perspective of why it's important, just couldn't emphasize how important it is for everyone to be there. You know, as far as we're concerned at, at WTG and um, what people can expect to see from us would be uh, just a couple things. Um, first of all, you know, the new learning campus, which is, uh, we're so excited about this. It's run by our new trainer, Corey Dubinsky, and it's filled with provider education portals, webinars, um, WTG trainings, and blogs. And we also have customized individualized training. That's a really hot thing now. It's with our partners who want to kind of catch up on things going on in the industry, they can do with custom individualized training. And then other new resources we're launching at the show. So the Learning Center is going to be augmenting Cloudology which, of course, is our cloud training module that we also take on the road all over the country. So I guess the last couple things there at the show would be we've been launching with a bunch of new international providers and keeping true to the world telecom group and keeping us ahead in that space. We've been in the international space for over 10 years, so we feel uh, like a leader there, and we're excited to keep that going. And then I think finally excited because this is the first show after spinning off Energent, our energy division, into Nuage Energy, where Nuage means cloud in French. And so, you know, because we're seeing so much SaaS and so much cloud in the energy space today, we're pretty excited about that. And that's the vision that I have is that that's where things are going to go in the energy space as well. So the final thing would be that we're demoing complete automation of energy services. And frankly, since selling energy is easier than telecom, it's a golden opportunity for agents to create a new revenue stream and increase base retention. Our partners that have been selling energy, upselling energy to their existing telecom base, the retention has been amazing. So that's kind of what's up with us and, and uh, what you should see from us at the show. Why do French words always sound better than English words? Nuage versus cloud. <laughs> That's a great question. Maybe it's the mystery of it. It's almost like, okay, what does that mean? And so it's interesting you ask that question because when you see nuage and when you hear it, it's very different. When you see it, it's capital N-U, capital A-G-E, or new age. But we thought we'd do a kind of a light play on words here. And so uh, we kind of went with that angle. But good question. I wish I could answer it well. That's crafty. I like that. New, new age, nuage. Hey, Vince, you're always gracious enough to participate in our education sessions and, and sometimes our keynote panels. I thought maybe you could talk about maybe a couple of the key points you're going to try to get across to the audience in the uh, keynote that we have on services distribution. Sure, and very excited about that panel, too. Um, again, it's right along the theme of what we what I mentioned earlier, that, you know, this content is amazing, and it's you got to be there for it. The, the evolution of the distributor model is one thing we'll talk about. So, you know, traditionally, master agents 
you know, may have only worked with a few providers trying to be the biggest with at least one or a few of those providers and an array of carrier services that they offer to the channel. But as a forward-thinking master agent, we continue to provide these core services. But as the technology landscape expands so rapidly, we're adopting more of an integrated partner role, and that's been critical. So sales mentoring, sales engineering, technology training are becoming more and more important, and the list of cloud-based services expanding. So providing more complex solutions has just become absolutely a necessity. The way we personally look at it would be teaming distribution to go into accounts together has been uh, very successful. So that's in a scenario where a VAR and MSP could go in with an agent and they can work together. You know, one's got the relationship, one has the technical or vice versa. I also think becoming a virtual extension of an agent's sales and technical team kind of shows customer service oriented companies are where things need to be in the future. You know, the ability to team, the ability to have the agent be an extension of the customer's IT, you know, stuff like this we're seeing all over the place. So it's it's rapidly changing. And, uh, you know, for us at WTG, we see it as our job to stay on top of that, that evolution and stay ahead of the curve of change that's going on out there. One other big one we'll talk about would be the challenges uh, in with solution providers working with digital business. And so on that one, it's very tough. I mean, we just feel so strongly you got to spend a lot of time looking at what they're doing. And more, most importantly, you have to look at where they're going to be three years from now because they're going to change so much. Like you almost have to design solutions based on the forward thinking more than ever. You know, the challenge can be twofold. You know, first you need to understand their perspective on things and then where they want to go and what their goals are. But with things changing so fast, finding that right solution can be like finding a needle in the haystack. You know, I think having Microsoft around, you know, they tapped us uh, almost a year ago and having them around has helped a lot because what it's done is it's helped it to make an easier conversation. You know, like for Microsoft 365, for example, you know, 95% of customers have Microsoft, but only 20% have 365. So it's just an example of, you know, everyone got those services, so it's an easier conversation starter in a digital business. So that's another kind of angle. And then I think with the expansion of, you know, software and the explosion of new technology, you know, the digital business, it can be very frustrating for smaller agencies and stuff like that, time-consuming. Without the guidance of a master agent or distributor, we'll talk about why. We think those are so important today. Wow, Vince. Um, like you said, that just seems like another can't-miss feature of uh, Channel Parker's evolution, seeing you on stage talking about the evolving world of digital technology and, and how it can affect your businesses. Vince's session can be seen at the Evolving Services Distributor role on Tuesday, August 16th from 110 to 150 in the keynote room. And on top of that, Vince is going to treat everyone to lunch because we offer uh, free lunch during the keynote. So you really can't miss it. We'll keep you fueled, and uh, it will definitely keep you energized with all the great content that you're going to be listening to. Vince, I just got to say thank you so much again for joining and, again, risking your reputation for joining us two goofballs on this podcast here. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, anytime, guys. I appreciate the opportunity. Looking forward to the show, and I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, Kevin. So this is a special edition of Coffee with Craig and Kevin. We actually have a second guest. I believe this is the first time we've had two guests. No, I take that back. First week we had Art and Rick, but they were both within the Channel Partners uh, family. So we're, we're venturing out there this time. What do you think? I'm pretty excited. You know, I'm just wondering who we have. Hopefully they can bring in just as much as Vince did, and then we actually look good for once in our lives. So, so that'll be a good thing. Absolutely. I guess you'd say that she puts the boss in Boston. It's Lorna Gary, our editor-in-chief. Lorna, how are you? I'm well, Craig, 
and Kevin. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining us, Lorna. Uh, i got to tell you, every time that I send you an email or forward you something, I'm always double-checking my punctuation because, you know, when you're the editor-in-chief, I want to make sure that, that my grammar is so very good. I don't write so good, so I really appreciate you not blasting me every time I send you something. I do hold back a lot, Kevin. It's always tempting for me to reply with some red ink, but I I hold back. Your English is better than my sales skills, so. (laughs) I'll I'll take that. That that works, and I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Nobody has been more immersed in Channel Partners' evolution than Lorna. Lorna, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing to prep for the show? Well, it has been a busy few months, so we've been recruiting experts for our education sessions and keynotes. We're happy to have many of our editorial advisory board members doing moderator duties. We think that's going to bring a real, real-world feel, and they're sort of representing the audience, and hopefully they won't be too tough on our panelists. We also have our two new channel partners editors, Lynn Haber and James Anderson, each moderating some sessions. So hopefully listeners will see Lynn and James at the show and stop by and introduce themselves and welcome them to the Channel Partners team. So for our education track sessions, it's hard to pick one because they're all my babies, but there are a few I plan to sit in on. One of them is moving up the stack with consulting. Also, millennial-approved mobile money makers and apps are IoT's glue are the three I'd call out. The moving up the stack, our, our premise here is that every time a partner walks into a customer and gives them advice on their digital business strategy and what they should be doing, they're acting as consultants, right? So that's valuable, and it's hard-earned expertise. You don't get Gartner or McKinsey to send in an analyst and tell the business what they should be doing to go digital for free. So why are channel community not charging for that? That's the focus of that panel. So Lynn Haber is moderating that discussion. We're going to have Paul Cronin, David D. Camillus, and Shane Stark weighing in. Another one that I'd call out is the millennial-approved mobile money makers. For millennials, is by millennials. James, our, our own resident millennial, is moderating. We are having Alex Dinonzio Fuse and Brad Schilling from M. Tusker sitting in. So thinking behind that one is that channel partners, their customers need to hire and retain millennial employees. You guys know, like my daughter is 22, she sleeps with her phone. So they have to support mobile and they have to, not just mobility, but they have to think differently to keep those uh, employees happy. So they're going to talk about that and they're going to try to help us more mature people kind of think about how to serve the millennial population. Uh, the last one I call out today is the Apps for IoT's Glue, which is geeky, and I know that people are going to say, ah, you don't have to come to that. But when you think about it, IoT is huge. I think we all agree on that. So you have your sensors, you have your cloud, you have 4G connectivity. Partners are all great with that. But how do you get that to stick together? You have to have code. no way around it. Standout keynotes, I think one will be SMB Security in a Globalized World, which leads our lunchtime lineup on Tuesday. The speaker is Leo Taddeo. Leo is now the CSO for Cryptone, but he was formerly special agent in charge of the FBI's New York Special Operations Cyber Division. So he's a certified CISO and the CISSP. So basically he knows it from the executive and the practitioner side. So I think this is a great opportunity for attendees to bring some questions and talk to Leo after the event and raise some questions during the keynote about uh, the security challenges facing their customers. 
that sounds like quite the lineup uh, in our education sessions and our keynotes. Uh, a lot of exciting stuff and a lot of things for, for partners to learn how to evolve uh, their businesses and, and get the leading technology they can present to their end user customers so they can evolve their businesses. Channel Partners isn't all about just having fun, even though it's a big part of it, and education. Um, we also have, are leading some giving back efforts uh, at Channel Partners Evolution that I understand you're taking the lead on. If you could, could you tell us a little bit about uh, those efforts and, and what we're doing? We're very excited to expand our veterans outreach. So some attendees at our spring show might have met two veterans who attended there. We've really been able to expand that this year. We're getting maybe up to 10 female D.C. area veterans looking for career opportunities in technology at the show. We're uh, getting the help of Women in Channel for um, providing mentors. My Goodness team at BCM1 is pitching in, so that's going to be great. We're hoping to have these ladies on the floor and at the education sessions and doing one-on-one -on -one mentoring and sitting in on meetings. So any listeners who want to get involved in that, absolutely drop me a note and we can um, get them joined in. We're also this year official Telecom for Change sponsors. That gala is going to be held Tuesday night at the historic Torpedo Factory, and it's benefiting an organization that helps get underprivileged and first-generation college students into nursing programs. So, yeah, that, that requires the shoes. I'm also in the market for a flapper headpiece. That's what we're doing. <laughs> hey, Lorna, I wanted to ask you about our Channel Partners Compensation Survey. Uh, you know what's going on with that. I think it's going to be really interesting to folks to find out what we found out about what uh, people in the channel are making. Right. Everyone's always interested in that, right? And we were able to get close to 300 respondents, all of them in the indirect IT and telecom channels. Many of them were women. Again, Women in Channel helped us uh, make sure that we had a good sampling of women, so we were able to do some data cuts to show the gender imbalances in pay, which is something that we'll, we'll be talking about. So we worked with the, our partners at 451 Research on that. The print issue that will be hitting listeners Mailboxes in a few weeks will have some of our top findings. And then on Tuesday on the Evolution Theater stage, Lynn Haber will interview Sean Riley, who heads up the 451 Alliance. So attendees can grill the analyst about uh, the findings and that data. They'll walk through it. And then Women in Channel will join Sean and Lynn on stage to zero in on the gender wage gap in the channel, the lack of interest in STEM among young women, what channel and supplier executives can do to help fix that and bring more women, young women into the channel and, and why they should do it, why it's good for their businesses. Lorna, that sounds great. Where can we find the, the, the final results of that compensation? We have a few stats, not to sort of steal the thunder, but 22% of the respondents report more than $150,000 in their base salaries, which is not too shabby. 76% agree or strongly agree that they feel valued within their organizations. We have several questions about value and respect. Men 40 or older make an average of 42% more than their female counterparts, which is maybe not so great. The gender imbalance is something that we'll delve into more. 40% are currently job hunting or expect to within six months. So quite a few are maybe looking to jump from one company to another, and we talk a bit about exactly why. Uh, it's not always paychecks, although that's important, obviously, but it's also just feeling valued in your position. More than half see an internal talent shortage in one or more areas important to serving customers, like such as security or uh, big data or whatever. And many of them have actually left 
work on the table. They just haven't been able to take jobs on because they don't have the expertise in-house. We saw a sizable minority, more than a quarter, lack college four-year diplomas, and that doesn't seem to be holding them back, which is something that I think is kind of cool with the channel. It's really one place where get up and go and working hard uh, maybe is a little bit more important than having the big degrees. Uh, we also saw raises and the number who say cloud computing is going to be their top revenue source within just like a year and a half. 72% say most jobs in their companies can be performed remotely. 98% of respondents are full-time employees. And only 11% are very satisfied with their total compensation packages. So there's a little room to grow there. The biggest takeaway I heard, kids, you don't need college. <laughs> Save that tuition money for a new car. Um, I don't know if that's going to continue to be the case, but in many cases, I'm sure some of these people have technical skills, so they may have gone a couple of years of trade school. I mean, saying that that number does not mean that they don't have any college. Some have two years or some have a technical education. Well, Lorna, thanks for your time. We look forward to all of that and everything that uh, folks out there will get to see at Channel Partners Evolution. It's just about three weeks away now. Be sure to go to channelpartnersevolution.com. That'll give you just about everything you want to know about the show. So good to talk with you guys, and uh, hopefully everyone will join us again on our next edition of Coffee with Craig and Kevin. Bye, guys. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to a Channel Partners podcast brought to you by Channel Partners Evolution. Please join us next time.